This is episode 153 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're talking about tools to help you communicate better. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right, thanks for joining me today on the Fearless Launching Show. I figured it's been a while since I've talked about tools as a straight up topic. And since last week's episode, which was all about the underrated, but really important communication triggers, and I mentioned a few tools that I've been trying out. Well, I heard from a number of people asking questions about those tools. I've been testing out some of them that are very new, and I'll talk about more of those today. But really what we're going to do is we're going to dive into the topic of making your communication more consistent uh, without having that added stress of knowing what to say, when to say it. And this really is, I think this actually hits the core of where most people struggle. And I know that even I struggle with this. If I stop using some of these methods, then it's really easy to get going on one method of communication, be posting like every single day, super consistently on Instagram or doing Facebook lives or whatever it is that you're doing on a regular basis, or even recording podcasts, which for me, this is a last really a last minute recording. I'm recording this on Wednesday. You guys are going to get it in the middle of the night on right before Thursday day starts for most of you. And I don't like living like that because it's very stressful. You've likely got other things that you're working on and it really does take you out of those more important tasks. You should be focused on your marketing, your upcoming launches and connecting with your audience. So communication is very important. And as as I mentioned last week, one of the pieces of this, there's two actually, which I think we hit with the tools that I'm going to talk about today. One is the consistency trigger when you're there consistently because it builds trust, but also that level of personalization so that people don't feel like you're just a robot answering. Um, I know this is a thing because for a very long time, people would be like, is this really you when I would just happen to jump into my inbox at night and it just so happened I was in the right frame of mind. I hit reply on on emails just to answer people's questions. And I think that that goes to show you that people aren't used to the personal touch as much as we want to believe they are or believe that we're personally connecting with people. 
So let's dive in. And first, before we dive into the actual tools, I just want to say that the reason why I'm even talking about these tools is because A, they cut down on my initial response time. So they help me by automating those responses. And it doesn't mean that that's the only way that I'm going to interact is with those automated tools and those automated messages, but it at least allows me to do that first touch as soon as possible because I got a bad habit of, like I just said, just randomly going into my inbox and cleaning up things every few weeks, every three weeks. And if you're anything like me, when you reach out to someone, it's like you need them right then. So I am really working on getting better with that and putting tools in place to help me with that. The other thing is that I need to find tools that help me schedule the regular organic real me. Yes, it's me responding on the calendar. I need to put the time in my, in the plan, in the launch plan for responding to, to everything from social media messages to actual one-on-one messages. There's so many different places that communication can happen and is happening and people are reaching out and sending messages. And then the other thing that I, that I'm sharing today are some things that are the tools that are actually allowing me to do a lot of work in advance so that the, or so that I have more time to do the organic personal responses that I love to do. And we'll go through some of those as well. So the automating the responses, scheduling the regular organic responses, and doing as much work as I possibly can in advance. So let's just dive in this. I kind of kind of broke these out by platform because I think that we're often it's easy to get kind of overwhelmed at the various ways that we might be communicating with people. And I'm not going to talk about things like, yes, you're you're putting out communication in your blog. So sure, I could talk about WordPress, but really I'm not talking about the publishing of content. I'm talking about communicating about that content and communicating about what I've got to share with someone or a resource that I have. So that's what I'm talking about when I say communication. I could, of course, say the blog or the podcast And I think that those are my main ways that I do like to communicate with you. But here, these are kind of like the next level down. Okay, so first would be Facebook. So my Facebook business page is a place that I haven't spent a ton of time. I literally post there the updated podcasts. I have social media that goes there, but I haven't really spent a ton of time there. And so I really lately have been wanting to make sure that I'm responding to people a lot, a little bit better, a lot better, (laughs) really, than I have been. Also, because I want to do more Facebook Lives, I've been told by my students in my beta program as well, because they're putting me through, they're having me eat my own dog food in that program, that they want me to do more videos. So I feel like I've got to get a few systems in place on Facebook to make that happen so that I can reply to people, interact with people. So the two tools there are ManyChat and eh, Facebook Live. I mean, that's not really a tool, but in this case it is. It's going to be a way that I communicate with you. So those two things together are going to be the two ways that I, I can pop a Facebook Live on a calendar without having to set up a webinar or a whole 
you know, thing for a webinar, I can actually, I can actually have a whole communication path that it exists just on Facebook. But of course I can send people from outside into Facebook. So they'll get the many chat experience, which many chat is something that allows me to give people an immediate response inside their messenger if they message my Facebook page. And there are a lot of other things you can do with that as well. And so I know that there is one thing you can do where you're you can set it up so that if you're on a Facebook Live and you say, hey, type in the word bot or launch, and I will send you this workbook that I'm talking about today. So I know that me focusing on that will have multiple benefits. Replying to people more quickly. I have been listening to some folks who are doing a lot of experimenting there, and there is something to upping your response time on your Facebook page. So stay tuned there. I don't really have much to report on that, but ManyChat, the the version I'm using right now as of this recording is the free version, but I am going to be upgrading just to the $10 a month one, just so I have a little bit more functionality in that app. The next platform, and this is my the platform that I just... If I could spend all day there and and um, have it be converting, which I'm still, I feel like growing the audience, trying to figure out the platform. I just love Instagram. And so I love Instagram. I love Instagram stories. I often feel a little bit, I'm like the awkward girl in the room on Instagram, I swear. I try to be cool, but it does not work. <laughs> so, so usually what I need to do, and this goes into the doing as much work as I can in advance, is to plan out as many, like at least one post a day for my Instagram. So I use an app called Planoly. Planoly, P-L-A-N-O-L-Y. It is a paid app, but I think you can use it for a while free. And I think there's a lot you can do free. So definitely check that out. I love it. I know there are tons of other ways to schedule your Instagram or there's ones that will actually schedule it completely for you, like pop it up there. The reason I like Planoly is simple. I like their grid. I like that it looks exactly like the Instagram grid. And I also like their, they have a few cool features like discover. So if you want to post something, if I want to post a bullet journal picture, or if I want to post something that isn't mine, it helps me look for those. And I like that. I know that there are other apps, but that's the one I'm using. Uh, another one that I just started to experiment with was uh, is Tailwind because I do use that as my Pinterest scheduling app. But I've obviously thought, well, if I'm using it for Pinterest, why not just kind of pull it all together and make that what I use for Instagram as well. So stay tuned on that. By the way, Tailwind and Planoly both allow you to, to schedule your Instagram stories as well. Now, Planoly, you it pops up a reminder and then it kind of prompts you to post the thing you said you were going to post. But I like, oh, the other reason I like Planoly is because I can go online and just have a desktop version and it's a lot easier to type there for that. Um, another kind of batching tool that I like for Instagram is called continual, which just allows you to record a video and then 
cut it apart in the exact right amount of time for Instagram stories. I've only used it a few times, but it does come in handy if you've got something very specific. Like let's say there's a clip from your podcast and you don't want to futz around with trying to like get it exactly correctly in the right place. You can use continual to like have multiple screens of that audio clip and the video clip as well. So check those out. I love those. So the last tool that I want to talk about is there's actually many sub tools (laughs) under this heading and that's email. So we know email is a great way to communicate with people. Um, We're emailing, we're receiving emails, we're sending emails, all that every single day. And most likely when you're launching, you're sending emails out there as well. So here's the thing though about email. I am always looking for ways to shake things up, diversify how, what I'm sending and from where, but also I'm also trying to figure out like how do how can I receive less email but still stay connected. So I think that when you have multiple touch points like you have a Facebook and you have the many chat and you have the Instagram and you have like both of those have their own private messaging system in there as well in each of their platforms as well. I think I've said platforms now 3 times. I'm so sorry. But the more you can send it from different places, the better, because there's a better chance people are going to receive it. The same thing goes for straight up email, because someone's Google mail could be used to receiving your Infusionsoft broadcast or your ConvertKit broadcasts every single day. And maybe they're filtering them every so often for whatever reason, the server goes more and it like sends it to the junk folder and it didn't doesn't get seen. I know that happens on some people's emails. To me, I'll go and just kind of do a little scan of my junk folder and I'll be like, "Why is that in here? I've opened their emails before. I have no idea." So so because of that, that's why I think, you know, sending the rogue email from your just your Google account, your support at or your hello at or your an at, which is my email address. I think that can be helpful in making sure that the message gets to people. Also, if you're using program, not programs, but more like sites like Teachable, Thinkific, Kajabi, even Wishlist Member, if you, if you put your courses, if you have online courses and you put those in those, those sites or you use those companies to use, to house your programs and your services, whatever, whatever you might be using those for to protect your content, they all have messaging capabilities. What's great is you're, then you're potentially able to reach your people from something that isn't tagged in your email provider, like your Google or your Hotmail or your Yahoo or your AOL to not receive it. So there could be a better chance that those get through to you. And and that's why I kind of sometimes like to use those automated emails because it does, uh, they often come through faster. Um, That's why also you might even think about using lead pages as the way to deliver your initial kind of download link for an opt-in. If you have an opt-in page that's created on lead pages, um, because sometimes those will even get through to email addresses more easily. So just think about some other ways. And then, 
And then there's also the psychological element to receiving something. If you're seeing all these emails from Anne, you might want to open one, right? But if you see like there's Teachable because you signed up for her Teachable account or her Teachable course or her Facebook, not her Facebook, her Teachable, what is it? Oh, the Launch Toolkit is in there. Or let's say signed up for some other course that she has. You're going to receive stuff from Teachable, from Anne, her Infusionsoft account. You might receive something from ManyChat. You you have to think about the different ways that you might need to reach out to people because email has a way of getting lost and has a way of getting even like threaded into other emails and people just don't see them for days. And this has happened even on just back and forth with Google Mails with me. So it does happen. And that's why all these touch points are important. So think about ways to use those automated emails. Another tool that I use is the voice memo. I love sending voice memos to people and just because it's simple. I can I send them via chat sometimes. I'll send them via Voxer. I'll send them via just email straight up. But a voice memo is also just another format, another way that they can connect with you. And sometimes it's really easy. Like I remember one launch where I had all these responses I had to do. I just simply like sat down in my closet and I recorded like 10 of them in a row. And then I just sent them back out via email. I didn't have to sit down and come up with the exact perfect words to write, to type into the email. Mm. I just sent them voice memos. And then another way, and this is kind of related to stopping so much email coming into your inbox. Um, The next two are really just for you personally to avoid to still get that communication, but not be overloaded by it and not lose it. Create a form in Google Apps, a Google form, and embed that onto your contact page. I love that because people fill that form out, everything goes into a spreadsheet, and you keep it. Um, you can turn on notifications for your spreadsheet, for your for your form, so that anytime someone submits something, you get a digest maybe at the end of the day. That's what I get. The other thing I like to use is for, is even for how I manage projects. We use Trello primarily, and if anybody works with me, whether they're working on a piece outside the normal, like kind of everyday stuff, if they're working on a special project, everybody's in Trello. And so when someone updates Trello, I get notified. I don't, I actually don't even get notified in email anymore. I get just a pop-up on my phone or I'll get a pop-up. I can't remember where I get the other pop-up. I think it's mostly on the phone. So I'm just looking for ways to decrease the email and increase my ability to communicate with people (laughs) and to reach out to people. So hopefully that wasn't too meandering of a show for you guys. I just wanted to kind of walk through some of the basic tools that I've kind of put in here. I'm sure you have more, and I would love to know if you have anything that you're using that helps you communicate better, more consistently, because that consistent piece with communication is so important. It's one that when I'm not consistent, I feel it. I feel the stress of that. And it is so easy to kind of be consistent, be consistent, and then just fall off the wagon because life, because life gets, gets going, gets in the way, happens. And all of a sudden, it's 
four weeks, it's two months, it's five months since you've blogged or some any number of scenarios that might be you. So just think, has there ever been a time when you've kind of gone off the radar, but it's not because you were lazy. It's just because stuff was happening. And that leads me to my final point, which I'm having to remind myself of. And today I'm going to remind you of it too. Anything that you're using for tools, try to give yourself time outside of a regular promotion or after a promotion is finished, instead of trying to do all the new fancy things for every single launch. Tell yourself you're only going to try one during a launch at a time, and especially if they're new to you and they're and you're not really sure how they're going to fit in with your current setup of your business, of how you want to launch. If you've always been doing go-to webinar webinars and you want to start doing a few Facebook Lives, still do the webinars and maybe do one Facebook Live and see how that goes. And then if it goes well, give yourself the space to do another one. The same thing with ManyChat or any of these Instagram tools. You can experiment, but don't make it your main form of communication until you know what you're getting yourself into or one of the primary communication places until you really get a chance to dive in and dig in. Because I just feel like you're going to be, you're, you're, you might be having fun with it, but you won't know if it's even working until you've had time to experiment, see if people are responding to it and really optimize what you're doing in those various platforms. Okay, guys, now it's your turn. If you would like to learn more about other systems that you can be setting up for your business and your upcoming launches, make sure to head over to the show notes page. There is a five systems cheat sheet. This is a topic I've talked about on uh, Amy Porterfield's podcast several times and several times on the blog. And there is a cheat sheet for you. So these are the main systems that you should be focused on well before saying that you're ready to launch. So head over to ansamoylove.com forward slash 153. Again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I can't wait to hear from you. Find out what tools you're using and to share more with you about communication next week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.